Star Wars 7x7 episode 750. Yeah, three quarters of a way to a thousand. Pretty impressive stuff. We've actually done a few more than that, considering all the bonus episodes we've done here and there, especially after Celebration Europe and all that, but I digress. We're here for a Clone Wars briefing, and we are talking about Duchess of Mandalore. This is episode 14 of season 2 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this episode is a bit of a letdown, quite honestly. I was hoping for an action-packed conclusion to the whole Mandalore Death Watch trilogy that gets introduced here. And yeah, I guess it is action-packed in the sense that there are chases and bombings and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I definitely had that, but I guess the action and excitement I was looking for was for more fireworks or sparks between the Duchess Satine and Obi-Wan Kenobi, especially after what happened at the end of the last episode with her declaring her love for him and him saying that he would have left the Jedi Order if she'd said the word, you know, that cop-out thing that guys do, but still, you know, it's about as close as you can get to the kind of admission that we needed. So there should have been something a little bit more significant, I think, between the two of them after having that experience, but nope, not really, not in this episode, unfortunately. Now, here's a story in brief. As you know from the previous couple of episodes, Death Watch is on the rise, and Satine is heading to Coruscant to testify that Death Watch is something that Mandalore can handle by themselves and that they don't need a Republic occupation. But according to a recording that's received from a deputy minister, Death Watch is actually way bigger of a deal than anyone's letting on, and they've killed the deputy minister. At least that's what the recording seems to say, but Satine knows this deputy minister very well and thinks there's no way he would have ever submitted a recording like this. This, of course, prompts the Republic to consider a vote for a peacekeeping force, haha, peacekeeping force, to be sent to Mandalore, and of course, this is exactly what Count Dooku and the Death Watch want to happen because it will turn the new Mandalorians back into the old Mandalorians, or at least that's the theory. And meanwhile, Pre Vizsla has the old Mandalorians ready to go, ready to invade Mandalore and take the planet back over as soon as the Republic gets there. They're talking with Count Dooku about it, and Dooku sends an assassin or tells Pre Vizsla to send an assassin to kill Satine before she can get to the bottom of anything while she's on Coruscant. So said sniper assassin goes and takes his shot at one of her you know, taxis and she is uh, easily a survivor of that, of course, with Mandalorian warriors protecting her. I mean, you know, they may not be, you know, active warriors. They may be pacifists, but they still know how to fight and they still know how to protect somebody. So <laughs> they take care of her. And then she ultimately meets with a contact who gets her a copy of the full recorded speech of the deputy minister, which definitely has a different story to tell about the Death Watch and does not ask for occupation from the Republic for help. But the sniper kills the contact, and the Republic police droids think Satine did it, and so then she's on the run, and Obi-Wan has to go find her and help her out, and blah, blah, blah. So Satine goes back to the Senate and turns herself into the commandos so that Obi-Wan can sneak in with the recording and pass the recording off to Senator Amidala, who gets it into the Senate chambers and plays the full recording, so that way there doesn't have to be an occupation by the Republic of Mandalore, which you see a quick little 
uh, it's not a smirk, it's not a grimace, it's sort of like a grrr, like motion from <laughs> Palpatine when he witnesses this thing and then kind of quickly covers up and says, oh, well, I guess we can't <laughs> go to Mandalore after all. And that, as they say, is that. So previously can't invade Mandalore, at least not just yet, and Dooku says he won't commit the Separatists to back them up on it. It was only going to be if the Republic actually invaded first or sent a peacekeeping force there first, so now the Death Watch is on hold. I guess we'll have to see what happens with them in future episodes. And there is a final scene with Obi-Wan and Satine, but nothing really comes of it. Like, there's no embrace, there's no acknowledgement of anything that's happened, and you know, maybe they've both just decided that that whole situation that happened on the Coronet, the ship that she was traveling in with everybody to Coruscant, maybe she just decided and maybe he decided that that was just, you know, all in the past and we're not talking about it anymore. But man, I wish I had had at least one last little thing from the two of them, uh, just an emotional touch or something like that, an embrace, anything. But nope, didn't get it. So that's going to do it for our look at this Mandalorian arc. Next time we're going to look at Season 2, Episode 15, which is Senate Murders, which bizarrely actually takes place in a different part of the timeline. It takes place in between Episodes 11 and 12 of Season 3. That's a little strange, but yeah, I don't know. They decided to make it a little earlier, so we'll take a look at it regardless. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Hey, hey, it's trivia time. I need this. Last time we asked you what feature of the blaster loaned to Rey by Han gives Rey a bit of trouble, and that is the safety. Today's question, how many different colors of pauldrons do we see on stormtroopers in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get set up for your attack run, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not three marks at 210, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.